and welcome to the Dialogue Tree. I am your host, Roger Reichert, and today I have a very special guest. I have Yulsi Lukainen. He is the CEO and founder of Platonic Partnership. Welcome, Yulsi, to the show. Thank you very much for having me. Oh, you're quite welcome. Um, so, Yulsi, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get into game development? Well, actually, I have always wanted to make games. Yeah. I, I, I just recently visited my parents' home where I grew up, and I found this notebook when in which I was doing this, designing my first strategy game or some sort. <laughs> I, I think I was like eight years old. Wow. It, it, it's, really, <laughs> it's really fun to go through that. It's, but actually, I remember, so I have always loved games. I wanted to do develop games as a, in a professional sense, too. And uh, previously, before we started the company, I was working in, a, or I was running the business incubator for the universities mm. in this area. And uh, I was also coordinating the local game cluster, uh, or try, I was trying to put the west coast of Finland in the game development map, in a way. Yeah. And I was also, uh, I started the local IGA hub, and I was also really trying to activate people to uh, so far, come out so far, show there what kind of games they are developing. Because I knew a lot of people who were developing games as a side job or, or uh, as, as a hobby. I wanted to bring those people out and uh, in the same place and start talking with each other. And uh, that, that's basically how, how I got started. Huh. Is So I should have mentioned that your, your, uh, your, part, or your uh, development studio is located in Finland. Yeah, yeah. West Coast of Finland. Is there is there a lot of uh, development studios in Finland? Actually, there are quite many. I oh. think Finland is uh, there. Are, there are like two hundred something studios, but but most most of them. I know it's 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 a bit, but we are like a relatively small country, and uh, most of the studios are really small. But of course, we have these large names like Supercell and Rovio and Remedy. These sort yeah. of are really well, remedies. Well, these larger studios, but most of the studios are really like a small one or two two people. This small indie indie type of studios. Nice. Um, and so you started at the, you started thinking about games at the age of eight. What kind of uh, what kind of games did you play when you were younger too? Well, uh, the typical typical. Uh, you know, I I had a three uh, Sega Mega Drive. So okay. that, that was my thing, and my most of my friends had Nintendo, so we were always competing with, uh, <laughs> with Sega, <laughs> Sega, Nintendo, which one is better, kind of fun yeah. thing, yeah. Nice. Uh, so, yeah, so you're the CEO and founder of Platonic Partnership. Um, I found that name really interesting. Uh, can you tell us more about the meaning behind the name of the, of the, uh, the studio, and tell us the philosophy behind your studio as well? Yeah, we develop a narrative-driven game. That's our thing. And, uh, well, the idea behind the name of the studio, it started partially as a joke because we were we were thinking about uh, when we were starting the company, we were talking about the name and we were just, okay, it's going to be a partnership. Uh, and then uh, somebody said, uh, are we a platonic partnership? Uh, sure thing, yeah, yeah. They, they, they kind of stuck the name. But... Uh, but in a, in a sense, there's also a deeper meaning be, 
behind that because in Olgo, there's this guy who's, uh, well, you can say it's a plateau in, in Olgo, and uh, we want to, we have all this kind of uh, philosophy that we want to build games that stand the test of time. We want to make mm-hmm. sort of uh, games that serve or deliver some sort of a deeper meaning on well, besides that, but it's uh, we want to make build games that are are fun to play, of course, but we want to deliver this sort of a, uh, a different or several layers. We want to make sure that our, all our games have like a, several layers in them so that people will mm. get something else out of them just besides the fun. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And, uh, and I mean, that kind of leads us right into uh, the discussion of the game that I want to talk about today is Lydia. Uh, it's an award-winning visual novel that is coming to the Nintendo Switch. Uh, it's out right now on PC and mobile. Is that correct? Yeah, actually, the uh, mobile version is only available in Finland at the moment. Oh, it is? Yeah, okay. yeah, because uh, we in Finland, it was published by the Finnish National Alcohol Monopoly. Hmm. Mm. They, they used it. That's interesting. Yeah, they want to, or, or they used the game as their uh, part of their, because it's a government-owned monopoly to use the game as mm. part of their they have this mandatory thing that they have to prevent mm. alcohol-related abuse and harm. So they use the game uh, to, you know, spread the knowledge about the dangers of dangers of alcohol. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so tell us more about the game then. What What, what is the game about? Uh, well, the game, like I said, it's a uh, it's a Basically, an adventure game, heavily narrative-driven, and uh, the game—the main theme of the game—is alcoholism, and uh, mm. the story is told from the viewpoint of a little girl called Lydia. So, and uh, well, the game deals about alcoholism and how it affects people around the alcoholic in a way that it's a—it's a, it's a sickness, and uh, we want to explore that topic from a mm. different viewpoint. And it's also based mm. on a couple of our, we had a four founders when we started the company. Two of us had this sort of a experiences when they were younger, mm. their parents were alcoholics. So in a, in a way, this game is really based on a true emotions. It's, it's not that the events themselves are not well, of course, not exactly the same, but the, all, all the emotions and feelings yeah. are real in a way that it's based on a, on a real, real experiences. Hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, I saw that too. That uh, the game is heavily based on, you know, like you said, your team members' experiences on the subject matter. What was it like creating the game then, with with that in mind? Well, it was. We were back then when we developed game we were only we were, we were part-time game developers so it was uh it was uh really stressful in a way that we used all our evenings and weekends to develop the game and uh we gathered once a month uh in our in my previous workplace after everybody else went home on friday we gathered there because we all lived across Finland to different cities. So we came to my previous workplace. We stayed there for like 48 hours. We organized basically a game, small game jam 
terms of our own when we really sort of really intensively mm. developed the game like uh, we didn't sleep well little little or not at all sleep and just coded like crazy and uh, yeah even it, it was stressful but at the same time it was super fun and uh it was sort of uh of course the topic is really really cream and uh it's it's really sort of a bleak bleak topic and uh, the graphics there are really sort of a, mm. like a black and white it's everything is so depressing and uh <laughs> it's, it was it, it was hard but at the same time we had a we had such a lab developing the game for example we did this one part of the game there's this mm. uh song when the characters are in a car you can hear in the background it's it's really sort of a you can Basically, you can easily miss it, but and we get we could have just easily gotten some, you know, pop song and put in our background. But no, we did the whole song ourselves, and yeah. uh, we recorded the lyrics, and uh, it, it, it was super super fun, crazy crazy nonsense song, but it was uh, something sort of let out some steams in a way. It was, it was super fun. Was it somewhat therapeutic as well? Well. Yeah, yeah. In a way, it was. It was, yeah. And uh, especially for the for the two two guys who had these experiences, they said that it felt like a cathartic when the game was ready, and uh, it was it was really well received. We we got like a huge amount of feedback from players all around the world. That they had had different kinds of experiences, and uh, and uh, they also sort of uh, felt that the game helped them to go with their feelings and understand that, that they are not the only ones uh with this kind of uh, who have had these kind of uh, experiences yeah so i guess that's one of the questions i'm going to ask it sounds like the experience is important uh what what kind of experience do you hope that people get out of this game we want to make people free we want to raise sort of uh, real emotions and we we want to we wanna we wanna we want the game to stick with the players after long after they have finished playing the game. We wanna make sure that the game sort of uh, it makes them think how they act and uh gives them something like I said previously, we want to make games that give something extra to the people, make them think and um, make them feel and uh, that kind of things. So it's I find that really interesting and, and refreshing too. Because uh, I think a lot of people fail to realize that games can be a form of artwork too, and it sounds like that's your goal is to have people walk away with a feeling uh, after they play one of your games and and have conversations about that. And that's that's like that's exactly what artists want, right? Whether it be performing arts or or visual arts. Or in you know in the case with games you know games that you experience right is that people walk away with an experience and talk about it after after the game is finished. Yeah, sure. That's exactly what we want to achieve. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's I I I really appreciate that. <laughs> so, yeah, thanks. I mean, like a lot of times, I think that that's that's not something that you get out of a lot of games. So I, I that's that's really exciting. Uh, and one of the things that you mentioned earlier too is the the style of the art, 
Uh, and you mentioned how it's bleak and it's dark. I would also use the word like abstract yeah. as well, because uh, the characters are really interesting. It looks like it looks like uh, like books that I used to read as a kid, you know, <laughs> like <Yeah>. like storybooks. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Can you tell us more about that art design? Yeah, well, like I said, it's up from the viewpoint. The whole game deals this sort of part. really, really sort of a big topic. Mm. And uh, but the viewpoint is child from the child's viewpoint. So we want to sort of go deep into this fantastic setting and use exactly like you said. We want to use this sort of a children's book kind of a settings and uh, toys and uh, this sort of a different. Mm different abstract things and uh, put them in this really, really sort of uh, go to this inside the girl's head and uh, try to make the player see what the girl sees and feels. So yeah, it, it's a really, and we have our graphic graphic artist is a super talented guy, Henry. Uh, he, has, he has published several graphic uh, graphical no- graphic novels, and uh, he's he's really sort of uh, talented in these kind of uh, things. It's a super super great to work with him. It's a mm. Talented guy. Nice. So the game's coming to Nintendo Switch too. Am I correct? Yeah. In uh, actually next week, seventeenth of January. What what else is next for uh for your company? What's next for Platonic Partnership? We are currently developing our next game called King of Peasants. It's uh, it's it's something completely different from Lydia. It's it's, it's a really colorful, uh, humoristic adventure game set in uh, medieval times. And then we are also developing this audio-based gaming platform, which is really really exciting stuff. So we have a lot of a lot of <laughs> a lot of things in our plate at the moment, and uh, we want to both of these the audio platform and the king of peasants they are both coming out uh during this year so it's this is going to be really really exciting year for us oh wow that's <laughs> that's amazing two games in one year that's amazing yeah yeah, yeah. it's uh we, we have uh, although we are a small studio but we are still sort of constantly trying to so we are expanding and we are and at the moment we are working in two different cities and uh it's a uh, we have sort of uh, good things going on and we feel like we are really sort of uh, just always constantly learning and uh, it's really, really sort of uh, great to just, you know, build, build new stuff and see whether it sticks and uh, it just feels good. Feels good. Feels good. Nice. Nice. And and how can people follow you on, on social media? You know, the typical Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and uh, it's you can find us by searching Platonic Partnership. I think that's the that's the that's the easiest way. Or to go to to go to our web, website, there's a links to. So that's the that's the best way to stay in contact and see what's coming. Nice, nice. Well, Yessi, thank you so much for joining me today and talking about Lydia and talking about uh, you know your company, Platonic Partnership. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. The Dialogue Tree is hosted by Buzzsprout, the easiest podcasting software for hosting, promoting, and tracking your podcast. The Dialogue Tree is also part of the Little Fella Media Podcast Network. The music for the podcast is from Blue Dot Sessions. The song is called Calm and Collected. 
you can follow us at GamerHeadsPC on Twitter or go to GamerHeadsPodcast.com for more information.